to show him the way what will be the manner in which he will end success what will lead to his destruction so all this has been spelt out in the quran sharif allah taala spelt it out the anbiya ali salatu wasalam and finally nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam spelt it out so this is something which is now up to the individual which path he wants to choose But when this entire world will come to an end, the day of Qiyamah will come to pass, when the decisions have been made, who goes to Jannat and who goes where, then eventually in Jahannam, when the Jahannamis would be in a severe torment, one day they would get together and they would start really rebuking Iblis, Shaitan. that you were the reason for us falling into this musibah today you misled us you waylaid us and you were the cause of our destruction so on that occasion iblis will stand up to give one bayan in jahannam allah taala speaks about that bayan in the quran sharif that when iblis will stand up in jahannam and he will say waqala shaitanu lamma qudiya al-amr allah taala describes this that when the matter has been now decided who is where then shaitan will stand up to give his speech and when everybody is now cursing him and rebuking him and blaming him so he will say inna allah wa'adakum wa'ad al-haqq wa wa'adtukum fa akhlaftukum allah taala had made some promises I too made some promises. Allah Taala made promises that were one hundred percent true to you. Allah Taala gave you the promise that look, you follow the path of the commands of Allah Taala, the path of the way of the Amiyali Musallatu Wasalam. You follow the things that Allah Taala has spelt out that this is the path to success. Then you will get the success. That there is certain. limitations in the dunya there are certain restrictions but maintain yourself within those restrictions then you will taste the sweet end result that there is a jannat coming and the jannat is real it's not a fairy tale it's not just some wishful thinking allah taala made all those promises to you and allah taala's promises are 100% true and i made some promises also i made some promises they don't worry Just enjoy life now. Later on, also everything will come right. Why you want to deprive yourself of all the things that others are enjoying? It's time to have fun now. So don't worry. Later on, it'll be okay too. I also made promises, but my promises were one hundred percent false. It was a lie, and that lie has now become apparent. So in the dunya. 
Allah Ta'ala's promises were 100% certain and shaitan made promises which were 100% corrupted and evil. But this is the test in dunya. What does a person take to? Does he, because the dunya, the reality is hidden behind this veil of the unseen. And this dunya is a test. And in all the various situations in life, this test comes. Like for example now, the so-called holiday period is approaching. There's a major test. Many people, this becomes a very, very major test. Many a person who is often conscious of deen for the rest of the year, come the holiday time, so-called holiday time, and suddenly it becomes deen from a uh, holiday from deen also. So it becomes a major test. Now everybody seems to be having great time. Why should I get deprived? But that day comes when this veil is now uncovered and the reality is opened out. Now Shaitan is giving his speech in Jahannam. That I also made promises. And say, I didn't have any power over you to drag you into anything. I, all I did was, All I did was, I merely invited you. I merely whispered something in your ears, in your heart. I had no power to grab you by your collar and pull you into something. All I did was, I invited you. One person one day met shaitan in whichever form. He appeared in some human form. So the person started saying to him that you are the cause of all this corruption and all this vice and whatever else is taking place. You are the reason for all this. So shaitan said, I didn't do anything. He said, well, you didn't do anything. You did everything. He said, no, I didn't do anything. Okay, let me show you what I do. I only do this much. So he took one, he was by one Mithai shop, sweet meat shop, there was some syrup lying somewhere. So he put his finger into that syrup and he put it on the wall. And then he moved away, he stood it behind. After a short while, one fly came and sat on that syrup. As the fly was sitting there, one lizard happened to now spot this. The lizard came and it pounced on the fly. And now while the lizard was busy pouncing on the fly, there was a cat in the vicinity. The cat saw this lizard, the cat dived, came out of where it was and it ran to grab the lizard. So in that commotion this owner of the shop, now this was his cat and that cat died for that lizard. Just at that time one customer came along with his dog. So now when that dog, or the dog saw the cat, so it pounced on the cat and killed it. So now the owner of the shop, his cat got killed. So he took out his sword or whatever and he attacked this customer. The customer got killed. Now the customer got killed, he got arrested. Eventually they hanged him too. Shwati Satans now said, look, you'll blame me for all this. I only put that syrup on the wall, what I did? I didn't do anything else. I didn't kill this person. This was just a 
probably a way of explaining something. But shaitan puts that whisper, yes, he becomes the encouragement or the incitement rather towards the evil. But thereafter Allah Ta'ala has given every person that choice to decide which direction he wants to take. So shaitan now will speak about this on the day of Qiyamah, in Jahannam already. وَمَا كَانَ لِي عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْ سُلْطَانٍ إِلَّا أَن دَعَوْتُكُمْ فَاسْتَجَبْتُمْ لِي I merely just invited you. The word is used is da'awtukum, invited. But the lesson in this is that just as shaitan invites towards this evil and whispers this evil in people's hearts and tries to incite them towards wrong and sin, the antidote to this evil of shaitan is also da'awat towards righteousness. Shaitan invites towards evil towards corruption, towards sin. The antidote to this is da'awad towards haq, da'awad towards righteousness. And to the extent that a person will invite towards righteousness, to that extent he will inshallah become firm <coughs> against corruption, against evil, against sin. So da'awad is not something that is restricted to any formal method and time and place only. Da'awad is an ongoing thing. Da'wat in our homes, da'wat to our children, to our families, to our friends, to relatives, informally, casually sometimes. All this is part of da'wat. And this is the antidote to shaitan's da'wat. Now, especially in this period of the year, when the da'wat is wholesale towards all the kinds of evil, and Allah forbid sometimes even in the name of Islam, so now this is a time to be giving da'wah towards staying away from everything that takes one away from Allah Ta'ala. And da'wah towards that which brings a person closer to Allah Ta'ala. So shaitan now is now giving this whole description that I only merely invited you. Now don't come and blame me. Blame yourself. Blame yourself. Ma ana ma antum I am in no position to help you, and you cannot help me. We both are now doomed. Now it's too late to blame. Play the blame blame game. Now your destruction has come already. My destruction has come. Ma ana ma antum Inni kafartu bima min qabl. Inna and then after that Allah Ta'ala speaks about the believers. How the believers will be entered into Jannat. Thereafter the ayat of the Quran Sharif, which we wish to briefly discuss, after having discussed this entire episode of Shaitan's speech in Jahannam, Allah Ta'ala then says, Alam tara kayfa daraballahu mathalan kalimatan طَيِّبَةً كَشَجَرَةٍ طَيِّبًا أَصْلُهَا ثَابِتُ وَفَرْعُهَا فِي السَّمَاءِ Allah Ta'ala gives the, an example of the kalima tawheed Allah Ta'ala says that look at this example. And the Qur'an Sharif is filled with many examples. And depending on what is described, accordingly the example. Sometimes the example is of something which really shocks because it's meant to shock. 
Like for example, the Quran Sharif gives an example of ghibat. What is ghibat all about? Now ghibat is something that is taken lightly. It's just taken for granted. Person says something and doesn't give it any thoughts. And he says, well, fine, it was one of those things. But in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala gives the example of ghibat in a very shocking manner. Meaning it's meant to shock. What is the example? أَيُحِبُّ أَحَدُكُمْ أَيَّأْكُلَ لَحْمَ أَخِيهِ مَيْتًا The example actually is to be understood in this manner that there's a dead body lying. There's a dead body lying and somebody is going and actually biting off it and eating. Can a person even for a moment try and even imagine this? It feels very difficult to even think about it. That a person, there's a dead body lying there and he's going and eating out of the dead body. The dead body obviously in time would start uh, decaying, decomposing and it would, there would be a terrible stench and there would perhaps be already maggots all over the place. And now in this situation, this person is going and he's eating out of this body. What a nauseating feeling merely imagining it. The Quran Sharif is using that as an example. Because just as this nauseates a person, merely just thinking about this picture, then ghibat is meant to nauseate also. That it has a terrible stench. It has a terrible ill effect on everything. So Quran Sharif uses many examples. Sometimes this is an example. But then here is an example of something very, very positive. The example is being given of what is the kalimah tawheed, kalimah tayyibah. So Allah Ta'ala says, Alam tara kayfa darab Allahu mathalan kalimatan tayyibatan kashajaratin tayyibah. Its example is like a very pure and beautiful and good tree. And the tree is such, asluha thabitu wa faru'uha fissama. That its roots are very firm. What is being told to us? That a mu'min, he's got this kalima with him, he is very firm. He is not just swayed. That now the holiday came, so he got swayed. Or some other thing happened, he got swayed. Some situation of occasion of happiness came, so then too he gives up deen. Now he puts deen in the background. And some occasion of grief came, then too deen goes in the background. Like the kuffar, many, unfortunately, those who are addicted to the intoxicants and drink. So somebody described it as such. He was talking about England, the number of drunk, uh, drunk people that are there and so on. So he said when they are very happy, they celebrate by drinking till they get drunk. And when they are in grief, then they have to drown their grief by drink. And if there's nothing to be happy about and nothing to be sad about, then they have to pass their time by drinking. <laughs> so that's how their life goes. So as a result, that there's no nothing in life left. Everything is destroyed. So like that, here in this ayat of the Quran Sharif, that is something else altogether. A mu'min, his life is something very firm. It's never swayed. Whatever the conditions are, something happiness, 
then to first is deen. If it is grief, then to how does deen require me to express this grief? Within which limits? If it is something that he is now in Makkah Mukarramah, then too that is the same thing that what is deen. And for any reason he's gone somewhere, any other part of the world, for whatever his reason was, for business or whatever other work, then too first is deen. How does he conduct himself as a Muslim? How does he fulfill the commands of Allah Ta'ala that are directed to him at every moment in life? So, asluha thabit. One is that that iman is very solid, very firm. And this is the proof of iman. And the proof of deen, of Islam. That it doesn't change, it's one. Centuries have gone, 15 centuries, but it's the same deen. No changes in it. The same way of life of Rasulullah No changes in it. That sunnat is the same sunnat. It's not that every other day there's a new sunnat. Something new now has to come in. It has to be uh, refreshed in some way. No, it is as fresh as ever. And it is as full of the benefit as ever. So, asluha thabit wa faru'uha fis sama. And its branches are right into the sky. So, this, what is in the heart, the seed, that is the iman. And the branches are Islam, the acts of iman. The various ibadat, mu'amalat, mu'asharat. This is all the aspects of Islam. The various practices of deen. So his iman is firm. Any influences, isms, whatever else goes on, he doesn't let that influence him in any way. He doesn't even go close to it. Sometimes, many times, comes that, well, I'm a discerning person. If I read it, what's the problem? I can make out what's right and wrong. Sa'id ibn Musayyab rahimahullah, Sayyidut Tabi'een, among the Sayyidut Tabi'een, one of the greatest Tabi'een that existed. One person came who had some corrupted beliefs. And he came and he requested that, uh, can I explain one hadith? He said, no. He said, okay, can I recite one ayat of the Quran Sharif for you? Now, explaining one hadith, we don't know what he'll explain. But now, reciting an ayat of the Quran Sharif, now what? He can only recite it the way the Quran Sharif is. So he said, can I recite an ayat of the Quran Sharif to you? He said, no, not even that. And he said, if you don't wake up from here and go, I'm waking up and going. So in any case, that person woke up and went away. So some others who were there, asked him, but if he recited one ayat of the Quran Sharif, what harm it would have done to you? Quran Sharif is Quran Sharif. So how is it going to affect you in any way negatively? You are not even wanting to listen to an ayat of the Quran Sharif from him. So he said, yes, I don't want to even listen. He's a corrupted person. And he may recite it and in the process he may distort something in a subtle way. And that might just affect my heart. I don't want to take any chances with this person. Now those who understood, number one, the value of Iman, the sensitivity of Iman. And despite being on that rank, among the Sayyidul Tabi'een, he said, I don't even want to listen an ayat of the Quran Sharif from him. Person is corrupted, don't get close to him. So now, people read anything, listen to anything, and the end result, 
person starts having doubts sometimes in the fundamental beliefs of Iman. In his foundations, his foundations are shaken sometimes. So the mu'min, he is like this tree, asluha thabit, firm in the ground, not swayed by anything. And part of this far and this branches, all the things that benefit everybody in terms of mu'amalat, mu'asharat, akhlaq, this is all the branches which then bring the fruit. Allah Ta'ala says it gives off its fruit every moment. That this tree of Iman, it keeps giving off the fruit of Iman. The fruit of Iman, all the good things that one is the ikhlas in this person, that if this is part of the fruit of Iman, that everything is done only for Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. And then the fruit of Iman in all the various amal, people will taste the good dealings with this person. The people within his household will taste that good mu'asharat. It is really very, very heartbreaking and very sad when every now and then, almost now and then, almost every day, almost every day, when some email comes that I have been patient on many, many things, but I cannot now stand or tolerate or manage this anymore. When my husband keeps using vulgar languages at me and in front of my children also. Every other day, my husband uses vulgar languages at me and even in front of my children. Now, what kind of, one is what kind of husband is that? Then what kind of father is that? And really this is extremely selfish. Besides all the other evils in it, it is extremely selfish to the, to the height. Normally a person will sacrifice anything of his own for the sake of his children. Once one woman came to Aisha Siddiqah and she came to beg for something. So she came along with two children. So down and out, so she gave her three dates, three kajur. So she gave the one child one, gave the other child one. And then she was about to eat the one, the third one. But the one child put his hand in her mouth and took it. So she broke that in two and gave it to the two children again, half and half. And she didn't eat anything. And the Prophet returned, Aisha mentioned this, what happened. Nabi Salaam said that when a person is tested with these children and fulfills their rights and gives them the correct upbringing, then they will become the means of him entering into Jannat. So now this is normally the nature of a parent, that the parent will sacrifice anything, sacrifice one's own sleep, sacrifice one's food, sacrifice one's whatever comforts and so that the child could be given first whatever he needs. But unfortunately, it comes to the height of selfishness when just because a person is angered, just because he is perhaps upset about something, whatever the case is, now it doesn't matter to him what negative impact this has on that child. He will vent out his anger anyhow, speak any words and belittle that mother of those children in front of those children, what impact it has on those children. 
He's not bothered. Doesn't matter. That's the height of selfishness that he's on the one hand ready to sacrifice his food for the child, but it doesn't matter how it impacts on the child in terms of the child's mind, his heart, what pain it brings to the child, that doesn't matter to him. That is extremely selfish. That as long as my frustrations are given vent to, my anger is vented as I want, that child doesn't matter what, bother, what happens to it. How it will impact later in life on that child doesn't matter. That's not my business. So rather that we eat that food and keep the child hungry, he'll get food somewhere else. But don't bring this burden on the child that will affect it the rest of his life. Many a times when youngsters discuss some of their issues, so this is the kind of things that they bring up. How do we handle this? This is the most difficult thing for me to handle in my life when I see this going on around me. So the mu'min, the example of his mu'min, asluha sabit. His roots are very firm, his iman, his aqaid, his beliefs, it's very firm. Nothing is allowed to sway it and blow it away. No, he's firm. But this doesn't just stay firm on its own. It needs to be constantly watered. And is watered with that same dawat. Shaitan gives his dawat. This mu'min gives dawat also. This dawat waters it. The zikr of Allah wa ta'ala waters it. The tilawat of the Quran Sharif waters it. The mujahada against the nafs. This is extremely nourishing for that roots of Iman. Makes it very strong. Strengthens it tremendously. Because this is like that real fertilizer. The mujahada a person makes and he breaks his heart but doesn't give in to the temptations of nafs and shaitan. This is like actually fertilizing it with the most potent fertilizer. So, he's firm in his Iman and then the branches are high, right up, giving its fruit all the time. The higher the branches are, the more pure the fruit is, the more the taste in it. And the more it is safe from everything that could contaminate it in any way. So this mu'min gives off the beautiful fruit of Iman all the time. The fruit of akhlaq, the fruit of mu'amalat and mu'asharat, which Nabi Islam has taught. وَيَضْرِبُ اللَّهُ الْأَمْثَالَ لِلنَّاسِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَذَكَّرُونَ Allah Ta'ala says, Allah Ta'ala gives these examples for people so that they may take some lesson, they may think about what Allah Ta'ala is saying to them and take a lesson from it. And then Allah Ta'ala says, وَمَثَلُ كَلِمَةٍ خَبِيثَةٍ كَشَجَرَةٍ خَبِيثَةٍ اُجْتُسَّتْ مِنْ فَوْقِ الْأَرْضِ مَا لَهَا مِنْ قَرَارٍ The example of the kalimatun khabitha, the most dirty and filthy word of kufr, and then whatever then flows from it is like a terribly like a terrible tree very bitter and that tree also is utstusat min fawqil ard it's just on the surface slight wind comes and it just blows gone and this is the ever changing fashions of the west everything else also changes even the beliefs change at one time it was a certain version of the bible then they get a new version and those versions keep changing over time and then they get even the revised version of the previously revised version. So those revisions are never ending. 
So that also keeps changing. Then the whole way of life keeps changing. What was fashion yesterday and what that was the, the thing. That was, if you didn't have that, then something was wrong with you. And six months down the line, if you still got that, something is wrong with you. Now a person, six months ago, that was it. He spent so much of money for it. He still probably only wore it a couple of times. And he's not even really worn yet. But now if he's still wearing that, now something is still wrong with him. Before he didn't have it, it was wrong. Now he got it, it's wrong. So that itself is proof that this whole thing is wrong. This is the ever-changing fashions of the West. And whereas the Sunnat is the same Sunnat, what Nabi Islam thought that in its perfection. Nothing has changed and nothing will change. Qiyamah will come, that will remain the same Sunnat. That same way of life and it will provide that same success. Till the day of Qiyamah, this will continue to provide that benefit and success. And whereas it's Kufr, and the things of Kufr, and all the things that go along with it, its ways, its fashions, this is an ever-changing thing. Because it has got no reality in it, no substance in it. And what was today's fashion, what is today's fashion, will be tomorrow's out of fashion, outdated. So this is what we are being warned about, that these winds will blow, but we have to remain firm. The winds of holidays will come, and the winds of other things will come, whatever comes, but the mu'min remains firm, he doesn't get swayed. He doesn't get caught up in all the fitna and whatever else is going on. He understands what is his direction. This world is a very, very temporary place. Today a person is here, today he's gone. How many times? person was just spoken to and before you know it, you hear that he's gone already. So we have to prepare for that everlasting life of the hereafter. That is when our holiday starts. Not that it is forbidden for a person to take a break from his normal routine, but that break also he takes within, well within the limits of deen. But his holiday really starts when he has closed his eyes on iman and amal saliha then his VIP lounge will be the cover. And beyond what any VIP lounge of this world, he'll already have the VIP lounge of the cover, where the bedding of Jannat will be laid out for him, and the window to Jannat will be opened out for him, and the cool breeze of Jannat will be blowing in there for him, and the angels will be there to console him and give him company, and he'll be there in that VIP lounge until he's finally moved on to the presidential palace of Jannat. And that holiday never ends then. So that holiday is coming. For a mu'min, he's now still in the exam period. In the exam hall, there's a lot of restrictions. You can't talk, you can't walk, you can't eat. But when the person has made that sacrifice at that time, for that four hours, sometimes five hours, some people writing some exams, whatever, say five and a half, six hours, some board exams and so on, Six hours a person is sitting, he can't talk, can't walk, can't do anything that he wants to do. But then he says, now he's passed. So now all that was worth the while. So likewise, this dunya is a very temporary place. That little sacrifices here, when that perpetual holiday comes, then we'll say it was worth the while. May Allah wa ta'ala keep us with iman, take us with iman, and grant us the higher stages of Jannat, keep us but in the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the Sahaba Kiram and the Awliya of the Ummat, wa akhir da'wana and alhamdulillah.
ഹബീബിക്കൈനിൽഹിമ ദർദ് ദിൽ ഹോ ദർദ് ദിൽ ഹോ ദർദ് ദിൽ 
نفس و شیطان دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار ناماسیاں تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بس تادم آخر ورد زبائے میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہ اللہ جل جلاله عمن والوه اللہ 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 کیسا پیارا نام ہے عاشقوں کا مینہ اور جام ہے اللہ اللہ کیسا پیارا نام ہے عاشقوں کا مینہ اور جام ہے آہ راجز آسمہ حمدم نبود راز را غیر خدا محرم نبود الہی ایبن نرا نسوا مکن گربدم من سر من پیدا مکن ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آجا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی 
मिटा दे अपनी हस्ती को छोड़ दे सारी बस्ती को बस्ती बस्ती कहता जा अल्लाह 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 اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما اللهم حبب الينا الايمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره الينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان واجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان اله العالمين يا الله امس مصيف الله مسغريشس الله بوس كاين ان لوينغ الله يا الله فورغيف اول اوف ميجر ان ماينسنز يا الله اله العالمين ميك اس يور ترو ان اوبيدينت سيرفنتس يا الله اله العالمين ميك اس فيرم ان ايمان يا الله يا الله سيف اس فروم جيتنج سويد ان اني دايركشن بيسايد يور دايركشن يا الله اله العالمين يا الله ليت اس فولو ذا واي اوف لايف اوف رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا الله كيپ اس فيرم اون ذا سنه اوف النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اله العالمين يا الله يو بروتكت اس يا الله بروتكت اور فاميليز يا الله بروتكت اور فريندز اند ريليتيفز يا الله بروتكت ذا انتاير امه اوف رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا الله بروتكت ايتش ونز ايمان يا الله بروتكت ايتش ونز اعمال يا الله اله العالمين بروتكت wa akhlaq ya allah ilahul alamin protect the lives and wealth of every muslim ya allah ilahul alamin wherever the muslims are suffering remove their hardships and difficulties ya allah ya allah grant afiyat to one and all ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah all those who are sick give them shifa kamila ajila mustamira daima ya allah those who are in any kind of difficulties and hardships remove their difficulties ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah take us with the kalima la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah اللهم العالمين يا الله ميك اور قبرز گاردنز اوف جنه فاس يا الله جيو اس شفاعت اوف رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الله جيو اس جنه الفردوس وداؤد اني ريكنينج يا الله الله اول دوز هاف باست اوي يا الله فيل ذير قبرز بنور يا الله كان ان ذا هاي ستيجز ان ذا اخرت يا الله اللهم العالمين اول ذا جود رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بيك فور يا الله وي اولسو اسكينج فور اول ذا جود يا الله وات ايفر نبي صلى الله عليه وسلم سورت ريفيوج فروم يا الله يو جرانت اس ريفيوج از ويل يا الله اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله